Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's Monday morning. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship podcast. We'd like to come on each and every Monday, try to give you something that will supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so we're going to go back into our series We're in the series uh, by prayer and fasting. And so we're going to be dealing with this as we share with you all each week. Uh, We're going to be dealing with this until the end of the year or beyond, if the Lord says so. And so um, we've been dealing with, we're going to jump right into it today. We've been in Matthew chapter six, and we've been dealing with that model prayer. We dealt with uh, some things in the beginning of the chapter, but for the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been dealing with that model prayer. And I told you all that we're going to move to fasting on this week. And uh, we're going to be going back and forth between fasting and prayer. But we're going to talk a little bit about fasting because that's just how the chapter laid out. And uh, Jesus was teaching. This is in the middle of that Sermon on the Mount. And he's teaching uh, in this chapter. He's teaching us about prayer and fasting. And so uh, we're going to pick it up uh, where we left off on last week. I'm going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6. Verses 16, 17, and 18. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. I'm going to look at that. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about fasting, and I'm going to go to some other scripture on today, and then we'll move out the way on today, because we've got plenty of time if the Lord lets us live. Amen. We got plenty of time to get through uh, all of these these thoughts and all of these notes on prayer and fasting. And so uh, let me me jump into uh, verse 16. Let me pull this up. You all may hear me uh, moving some books around uh, this week. I know normally the the podcast is pretty pretty quiet uh, in the background, but you all are going to hear me moving around you because I got several books uh, sitting out in front of me because I want to make sure that we we're thorough in in what we show you. Um, And so let let me deal with verses 16 through 18. Um, As always, we deal with the New Living Translation and the New King James Version and uh Here's the thing, y'all, as we as we get to this this text on today, um, even in the heading in this Bible, in the New King James Version, Matthew chapter six, starting at verse 16, the heading in this Bible says fasting to be seen only by God. That's what the, the, the heading in this Bible says, fasting to be seen only by God. So even before I read that, I said I said I was going to get ready to read, but let, let me let me start. Um, right here when we talk about this, what Jesus seems to be stressing from the beginning of this chapter is what we do so that God sees versus what we do so that man sees. This is where he seems to be teaching us at the at, at, in the sixth chapter of Matthew. What really matters is what God sees. And then he seems to be stressing that God sees everything. He sees your motives. He sees your heart. And so once you come to that understanding, God sees everything. I can't hide my motives from God. I can't hide why I'm doing this from God. God sees everything. Once you get to that place where you understand that God sees everything, then you ought to change how you do everything. So, so again, I, I'll explain it like this, um, something that, I, that I, I've shared uh, before in my teaching. So once you realize that you can't fool God, you ought to stop trying to fool everybody else. That doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean you're never going to fall short. 
But once you realize that you can't fool God, the person that really matters, he sees everything. Once you realize that you can't fool him, you ought to stop trying to fool everybody else because it's not that you shouldn't care what other people think completely, but ultimately what God thinks and what God feels, how God, you know, reacts to what you've done is really, really, really what matters. And I used to teach the young people uh, at my old church. um, And in order for them to understand it, you know, I was teaching Bible class one night. I'll tell you this quick story. Then I'll read this, the scripture I was teaching Bible class one night. And I said to them, I said, you know, just, I want you all to think on the person that you respect the most, the person that you would least like, you know, to know that you're doing wrong, that, you know, the person that you would, you would least like to, to know about your deepest, darkest secret, those, those things that you did wrong, that person. And I said, now imagine them riding shotgun with you all the time. So that might be your grandmother. It might be your pastor. It might be your mom or your dad, or maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a, somebody else, a mentor that you look up to. I said, imagine that person being with you all the time. No matter what you did, they were with you all the time. How would that affect the choices that you make? Right. And so I said, this is what God is. He's there all the time. At your worst, he's there. At your best, he's there. And so getting getting back to what we're talking about today, this, this is the whole point here. Jesus is saying that because God sees it all and because God is the one, as the Bible says, you know, don't, don't fear those that, 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 can't, that can only kill the body. You know, fear the one that can do something about your body and your soul. So be worried about God. Don't be worried about people that can only harm your body. Anybody down here can only harm your body. But you ought to be concerned about the one that can harm your body and your soul. And once you get to that place, then your choices become different. I'm going to stress this one more time before I read this scripture. It does not mean that your choices become perfect. It does not mean that you never do wrong again by choice. As you all have heard on this podcast before, I've been transparent with you. Reverend Jackson don't always make the right choice. I don't always do the right thing. I'm I'm being real with you. And I'm not glorying in that, by the way. I just got done preaching on that early today about how the fact that we shouldn't celebrate our sin. I'm not telling you this is a badge of honor. In fact, I dealt with this a lot uh, in my book, uh, Overcoming Your Pharaoh, where I talked about the transparency code. And I said, we we do this a lot in church where we say, I'm just being transparent with you. I'm just being real with you. I said, but the reality is is that we're telling you what we do so that you're not surprised when you catch us doing it. We're not really trying to stop. We just want you to know what we do in case you see us doing it. Then you can say, well, he told me he'd do that instead of you demanding better. But anyway, the point being that God sees everything. That's what Jesus was stressing here, that God sees everything. So when you do for other people, when you do for the poor, as he started off this chapter, when you pray, Make sure your heart and your motives are right because God sees everything. So when we get to this fasting piece, y'all forgive me for that introduction. I hope you got something out of that, though. When we get to this fasting piece, again, this, this section in my Bible says fasting to be seen only by God. Now, why is it saying that? Let's read. Let's read. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, New King James Version. Jesus is saying this. Moreover, when you fast. 
do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Does that sound familiar? We talked about that at the beginning of this teaching, right? What Jesus talks about going into that secret place and God who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so now when we talk about this fasting thing, y'all, we talk about this. Jesus says here, let me read it from the New Living Translation very quickly. New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. Verse 17, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. Told y'all God sees everything. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Now, let me give you a little bit of background on that. In this context, you know, in, in my studies, the, the Pharisees, when they were fasting, they would go out in public. And these are people that 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 had things right. They, they, they weren't poor people. Right. But they would go out in public. And it's almost like uh, uh, let me explain it to you like this, because we're in the middle of quarantine days and pandemics and things like this. It will be the same as how. Uh, we're quarantined. Those, some of you are not on lockdown or, or whatever the case may be. But think about back in March when everything was shut down and everybody was at home. And think about how we were walking around our houses. Let's be honest. Some, some of us weren't getting dressed every day. Some of us were in sweats every day and pajamas every day and not combing our hair. And dare I say some of us may not have been showering as often as we would when we were just going out of the house. Amen. And But, but if we ever had to go out of the house, we would surely kind of get ourselves together. Right. Right. But here, here, it, it, what you have was a situation where the Pharisees would come out into public looking any kind of way. Right. And they knew that it was a time for fasting. And so they would come out in public and they would look disheveled and they would look uh, like they were going through. But everybody knew that they were fasting. And, and, and as the Bible says, their faces were disfigured. Even as New Living Translation says, the hypocrites, they try to look miserable and disheveled so that people will admire them for their fasting. They try to look like they're really going through. Right. It's amazing how we as a society look down on people that look like they're going through. But yet these people would purposely look like they were going through like they were. Oh, this is so arduous and I'm fasting. And I'm, I'm, I'm falling down before the Lord and I'm doing all of this. And Jesus says, you don't need to do like that. He says they're hypocrites. And he says, I, in New Living Translation, I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. Some people will do things for attention. They want you to know. When, when Jesus talked earlier in this chapter about how we pray, about he said things like uh, not using, you know, uh, all of these big words and, and uh, all of these 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 things that we say. 
right? God ain't impressed with the words that you say. You know, he, he, he talked about all that stuff. He was like, they like to pray standing on the synagogues and on the corner that they may be seen of men, right? He talked about them using vain repetitions, right? Jesus was stressing all throughout this chapter. This is what you ought to do. You ought to do for the glory of God. So, so you doing all of these things, as he says, looking disheveled, looking miserable as you're fasting. Imagine that y'all, y'all have to think about this. Looking miserable as we're going to God. Let me say this as a side note very quickly here. This is why so many people reject us, reject uh, wanting to be a part of the Christian faith, right? Because when we're going, you know, we're asking God, we're fasting, we were trying to please God, right? And we look disheveled and miserable while we're fasting. Who wants to be a part of that? <laughs> Who wants to go through that? And this is not about crying out to God. This is not about I'm coming as I am. All the other things that we'd like to say in, in catchphrase terms in the church. This isn't about that. This is about I'm fasting. I'm denying myself for God. Like, let, let me share this very quickly here. I got my uh, Bible dictionary out. we talk about fasting. Okay. Fasting is something it says uh, here uh, after the Jewish custom in the Christian church, fasting after the Jewish custom, fasting was frequently joined with prayer. That's what we're talking about by prayer and fasting that the mind unencumbered with earthly matter might devote itself with less distraction to uh to the contemplation of divine things fasting y'all it's not about you looking disheveled as the bible said it's not about you looking miserable it's not about you uh acting as if you're dying because you have to go without whatever you're deciding to fast on or you're deciding to fast food generally there is food involved you 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 refrain from taking it into your body uh, you get rid of all the other distractions. You know, uh, I'm not going to watch TV or I'm not going to listen to the radio. Or if I allow myself to listen to music, I'll allow myself to listen to uh, Christian music or, or, or hymns or things like that. You know, fasting is denying yourself. Right. So that you can contemplate more on the divine things. It really is something to bring you into focus. So if you're denying yourself or you're fasting, I'm not going to eat. For 12 hours today, I'm fasting. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. It's, it's to really put you in a connection with God. And even if you think about those things, to be reminded why you're not doing those things, because I want to focus and fast so that God can do a particular thing in my life, in me, in my circumstance, in my situation, whatever the case may be. So so this is really and, and again, we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come. This is where the fasting comes in. But the fasting, as scripture is saying, as, as Jesus is saying right here, the fasting is not about your outer appearance. The fasting is not about you showing the world, I look at how miserable I am right now. Look at how I'm going through. Look at how I'm sacrificing and stressing. I'm fasting before the Lord. Please see me and praise me for fasting. Please tell me how holy I am because I'm fasting. Please worship me because it appears that I'm worshiping God. Jesus says this is the only reward that they will get. But then here, I, I want to make sure I get to this. And, and I'm going to touch on uh, some more scripture in Isaiah 58. I'm going to touch on it today and then we'll pick it up on next week. Jesus says here, let's go to verse 17, Matthew 6. Let's go back there. 
He says, but when you fast, he says, comb your hair and wash your face. That's the New Living Translation. New King James Version says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Why is that? So verse 18, New Living Translation, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Whatever it is that you're fasting about, secretly, you and God, God will reward you. New King James Version says he'll reward you openly. See, see, here's the thing, y'all. And again, we get to... um. Not not next week, but maybe the week after that, I'm going to start touching on the power in your prayers. And I, I do a section in there where I talk about corporate prayer. There's one thing when, when as a body of believers, we come together and say we're going to be in corporate fasting and prayer. Generally for a certain thing. If we're all coming together. We're all going to say like if, if, if a church decides we're going to fast and pray because uh, we need new leadership. Maybe the pastor left, maybe he passed away. So we're going to fast and pray about our choice for a next pastor. So we're all going to come together and we're going to be praying and we're going to be fasting one day. Or we just decided, uh, say as a body of believers, we need more unity in the church. So on this Wednesday, we're going to fast and pray for 12 hours. And then when we meet together at the church, we're going to have corporate prayer. Like there, there are times where we all need to know everybody's supposed to be fasting right now. Everybody's supposed to be praying right now. There are times y'all when that should be the case. But what Jesus is talking about here is your fasting and your praying shouldn't always be a group effort. I talked about that. There are times where you ought to fast and pray just you. And as he's saying here, as we get ready to wrap this up, I think I'm at, let me take a look here. I'm about 18 minutes. I'm going to do a couple more minutes here. As Jesus is saying here, every time that you fast and pray, it's not a group effort. This is something that you're connecting with God about, right? And so what Jesus is stressing to us here is that when you fast and pray on some things, you don't have to make a Facebook post about it. You don't have to tell everybody about it. It really needs to be something that's between you and God. And then he says here, don't look like you're dying right now. And if I could just say it like that, don't look all miserable. As I used the example earlier about us being in quarantine, you walking around the house a certain way because you ain't got nowhere to go. But if you got to go to the grocery store, if you got to go out somewhere and see somebody's face, you ought to still have enough sense to say, well, let me at least be presentable when I go out. Jesus is saying here, you ought to do, you ought to make it look like this is another day because this is between you and God. Now, yeah, yeah. Is there a situation where you might be at work? You might've said, I'm going to abstain from food. I'm going to fast right now. I got to go to work, but I'm going to fast right now. And somebody says, Hey, let's go to lunch. And you say, well, I can't, I'm fasting right now. That's all right. I'm not I'm not saying that you can't. And, and Jesus is not saying that you can't alert people to the fact that you're fasting because people, you know, people who care about you will be sensitive to that. OK, well, they're fasting right now. But he says you shouldn't be trying to look all run down and beaten down so that somebody can come and say, well, what's going on? Oh, my, my girl, I'm fasting, <laughs> man. I'm fasting. That's, this is why I look like this, man. This is why I look so hungry. This is why my clothes look so shabby right now. 
because I'm fasting. This isn't the representation of the God that we serve. As if he couldn't keep you looking good in a fast. And so here it is, y'all. Let, let, let me go. Let me go very quickly. I want to look at Isaiah 58. And this is just to kind of set you up uh, for next week. I want to touch on Isaiah 58 because I got more to share on that. But I'm at 20 minutes right now in Isaiah 58. And again, I want you all, those of you who followed this podcast, go ahead and read Isaiah 58. Go ahead and read uh, that chapter. The heading in this Bible says fasting that pleases God. So, so let me, let me give you a couple of verses here where they ask this question of God. I want you to hear this good new living translation, Isaiah 58, starting at three, starting at verse three, we have fasted before you. They say, this is what they say to God. We have fasted before you. Listen, this is why I love this new living translation. Why aren't you impressed? God, they didn't say God, but this is who they're talking to. We have fasted before you. They say, why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Now, again, I'm going to touch more on that next week. But what God is saying here is that as you're fasting, as you're connecting with God, if your behavior is still the same as it's always been, then what are we really doing here? As we like to say, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to get out of here. As I've seen this posted on Facebook, I've seen it in a meme, I've seen people post it before, and it's so true. They said, if you're fasting and you're praying, but you're still cussing folks out, and you're still living however you're living. You're not fasting. You're on a diet. <laughs> Amen, somebody. If, if, your, if your behavior has not changed, then you're not really fasting. This is what Isaiah 58 is saying. They say, y'all still living like y'all living. Don't tell me about your fast when your heart ain't right. Really, instead of whatever you was fasting on before, you ought to be fasting and praying about your heart. And so we're going to pick this up again on next week. That's all the time I got this week. Again, I'm over 20 minutes, but, but I want you all to catch that again. Uh, look at Isaiah 58. I'm going to pick up again in Matthew six. And I want you to consider that. Why are you fasting? And again, outside of a corporate fast, I used to do one every year through my website. I would say, we're going to do a February, every February, we do a February fast. And I'll say, whatever you believe in God for, fast for the month of February. It wasn't a, because we weren't a body. It wasn't a church thing. So whatever you believe in God for, we're going to fast for the month of February. We're gonna, I will share scriptures with them, and we're going to read these scriptures. Whatever you believe in God for, we're going to fast for the month. You know, people would, people were, people would get off Facebook. Uh, people would give up their favorite show. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, people were giving up a lot of different things for the February fast. But again, the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, go about your living, anoint your hair, wash your face, get dressed, look like ain't nothing going on. Because you're not doing this for attention. You're doing this to connect with God. 
So that's all the time that we got for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. We'll pick it up again on next week. We're going to touch on a little bit more of uh, that scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And we're going to look at Isaiah 58 uh, in a little more detail on next week. So I hope that you all enjoyed uh, Monday Morning Discipleship this week. Let me give you our tag, as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, check us out at the ministry's website. That website, www.krjministries.org. Again, www.krjministries.org. We also encourage you, um, if you'd like to purchase any of our written works, particularly our book, The Power in Your Prayers, you can go to our publishing website. That website, www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it with your friends and family if you think it's been a blessing to you, and we would definitely, definitely appreciate it. That's all the time that we got for Monday morning discipleship. I pray that you receive what we had to share on this week on our By Prayer and Fasting series. Again, we appreciate you all, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.